Esther pre-planned that banquet. She didn't just throw that together. You kidding me? You come tonight to this banquet. Uh, I gotta go. No, that was pre-planned. So during her time with the Lord and praying and fasting, she planned a banquet with her personal advisors, her team, and they kept it a secret before the king. And they planned this banquet. Let me tell you something. That takes confidence. Well, I don't know if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna live or die if I approach a king. I don't know. No, I believe God spoke to her. King likes banquets. You're gonna live. Plan the banquet. Plan the banquet. Maybe God's telling you to plan the banquet. Maybe God's telling you to plan the banquet. Plan for it. You know, tomorrow's kind of a, kind of a big day. Two big objects in the sky are gonna meet, not literally, but in our view, a sun and the moon are going to create this eclipse that everybody's either excited about or freaking out about, whatever you decide, whatever team you're on. So if you are blinded by that, we'll have a healing service next week. But there are people, there's people in our church that aren't here today, and that's great, that's fine. And they're, they're like traveling to where the awesome spot is for the eclipse. And that's great. I, I love it. It's awesome. I'm jealous. And so they, there are hotel rooms. Our daughter, Madison, oldest daughter, she goes to North Greenville University. And in Greenville, which is really one of the hot spots uh, where, where it's full 100% um, eclipse, you can't find a hotel room for miles. And there is a lot of people there just waiting for this eclipse. And it's planned. How do they know that it's gonna happen? How do they know it's gonna happen? Well, obviously there are people smarter than us who know that, and they tell us, and we say, oh, okay, well then we need to go see it. That's awesome. But just like we, we're gonna go see this eclipse and it's pre-planned and up into the, the, the very seconds and minutes and wherever you are, and wherever you live and wherever you're traveling, go see the eclipse. It's pre-planned, and just like that, Esther planned by making a banquet, by setting aside some time for a banquet. So she did this out of, out of faith. Out of faith in her time with the Lord, guys, like, you're, you're going to live. This is my ultimate plan, plan a banquet. Maybe, maybe God is telling you, plan a banquet. Not, not literally. What is your, what is your banquet look like? You know, at, at Lake Point Church, we're planning a banquet. And that banquet looks like this. It's a building 
on 20 acres in the heart of this awesome city that we love. 20 acres right off of 4th Street, Red Top Mountain Road. You know what I did on Friday? I love this. Our architectural firm, we got to walk on the land, dream a little bit, said this could be here, community garden kind of over here, maybe the kids' playground. And We walked on further down, and, you know, this is a great view for people driving on Red Top Mountain Road, coming over here. They can see whatever structure we build. It's going to be a small structure at the beginning because we're a small church, but it's kind of a phase one on that. And as the people come down from Red Top Mountain Road, our main entrance, and they're going to come here, and, and this could be the very spot where, where this, this first phase could be. And, and the wind was just blowing just right, and I just looked at the, at the two guys, these architects who are both believers, and I was like, man, this is awesome. And, and, and some people may think this, man, Frank, don't you think you're getting the cart before the horse? Yeah, sometimes we do that. Sometimes we do that. But you know what I'm doing? I'm just planning a banquet. That's all we're doing. We're planning a banquet. Because I believe, and not only just me, but we as a church, we believe that God has given us an opportunity and God has spoken to us. And we are supposed to be there. So we are planning for that. What does your banquet look like? What does your banquet look like? Why you wait for the Lord in prayer for a better marriage. Make reservations for that marriage retreat, for that getaway with your spouse. Make that reservation. Plan your banquet. While, while you're waiting in prayer for a breakthrough in your finances, make an appointment to see that Christian financial counselor. While you wait in prayer for God to heal you, make plans to do things you've always enjoyed doing. Don't just think, well, I'm just, I'm just gonna not be able to do some of the things. There, there are people in our church who are, who are struggling with some illnesses that could very well kind of keep them at home and, and we're praying along with people on that. But plan your banquet. Plan for things down the road that, Lord, I, I want to do this. I want to go on this vacation. I want to be able to do this. Plan it. Because God, God wants to show his mighty power in the midst of your waiting. You have moments just waiting and wanting to be your finest hour. Your finest hour involves leadership and patience. When you wait for God in the blank spaces of life, between your chapter four and your chapter five, your intimidators will see your calmness, they will see your control, and they will see your confidence. And they will respect that. That would lead to your finest hour. You want a finest hour, church? You want a finest hour in your life? In that blank space, create that blank space. Wait on the Lord. And he will fill you with all calm, control, 
and confidence that comes only from him. Now more than ever, we are living in a time where this can be the finest hour for the church, the bride of Christ. There are things missing in this world that the church has. I I think hope, joy, not happiness, I mean joy. I think peace, you look around the world, there's there's very little peace happening. And, And more importantly, love. There are things, those are four words that are hard to find. Yet they may be, there may be groups of people sort of trying to do those things with their own strength, superficially, but they're only on the surface because there's no God to back that up. But the church has those things because we are the bride of Christ. We have the spirit of God within us for those who have accepted Christ as Savior. The church has found that hope in Jesus. The church has joy, peace, love, and hope. The church can show the way to the light of Christ. What does our finest hour look like? What does our finest hour look like as a church? I'm not talking about just Lake Point Church. I'm talking about the bride of Christ. The bride of Christ and us as a church family. What does that look like? Let me give you just quick examples. You know, things that are being in the news. You know, our finest hour could be stand against things like racism. I'm so tired of racism. Our finest hour could be whether it's these different special interest groups on both sides of the far spectrum, whatever they're saying, we as a church do not support any of that. Whether it's things that this group says or this group says, we do not stand for anything that deals with racism because God is not a racist. There is one race under one faith. One race under one faith. Let me give you another example. How can the church be in our finest hour? How can we share hope, love, joy, and peace? It includes the rescue mission of the unborn. The rescue mission of the unborn. Everything you give to ministries like the Bartow Family Resources will help families and will help rescue the unborn trapped in a potential abortion situation. No one cares for the unborn like the church cares for the unborn. The church can help rescue the unborn. That can be our finest hour. And what else, what else can be our finest hour? We pray for the lost. There's millions of people that don't know Jesus. There's thousands of people in our county that don't know Jesus. There's hundreds of people right around this building here that don't know Jesus. They don't know real hope, real love, real peace, and real joy. We could pray for those people. We could pray. We can give hope. That's why it's important for us to have a home where people can come to. You know, I love meeting in a school, and this is great and all, but y'all, I feel like we're doing ministry with one hand tied behind our backs because we're limited. We're limited a little bit. If we have a place that it's open whenever we want and people can come and we can provide help, like a a food pantry, a clothes closet, you know, counseling services, 
a place for people to connect, families to do things, for even just to bring their kids and have a place to play, a park, a walking trail in our community. We could put a huge walking trail around 20 acres. It give a place for people to connect with others and to connect with our church. And as we build those relationships, which is one of our five core values, relationships, we can pray for people. It's hard to pray for people without relationship. And it's hard to build relationships when you don't connect with people. So I'm excited about what God is doing in the life of our church. Just like us, and just like Esther, Jesus had his finest hour. As he laid down his life, I love this, Jesus was calm, Jesus was in full control, and Jesus was confident that his father was going to raise him from the dead. Just like Jesus, he was calm, he wasn't cursing people, he wasn't spitting back, he was in full control. So how could Jesus be in full control on the cross? Trust me, he has charge of lots of angels. And he could have ended that in one sweep. He had full control. And more importantly, he had confidence that when he, when he finally said, Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. And he was gone. And he was quiet for three days. And in that blank space, in that blank space, just like Esther, power came. And the resurrection happened. He's right now, Jesus right now is preparing a heavenly banquet for those who would join him in heaven. He doesn't want heaven without you. He has a seat at the banqueting table just for you. Will you accept his invitation at that banquet? Will you take your heart and surrender to him today? Every head bowed and every eye closed. We're just going to have a moment of, of just having some time with the Lord. Have you heard today? It's like, you know, Frank, I would love to have a, a finest hour moment, but I know if I sort of fabricate that myself, it's going to be superficial and it's not going to have any substance and it's not going to have really any meaning. And so I want my finest hour to be with Jesus. If you have never accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you've never surrendered your life to him, you've said, Lord, Father, I, I, I'm sorry for what I've done. Just please forgive me. Please come into my life, Lord Jesus. I want to be Lord of my life. With no one looking around, if that is you, if you just raise your hand, if you're ready to accept Christ as Savior, if you want Jesus into your heart and your life, if you're sitting here today and you're thinking, Frank, I need that finest hour moment. What is that situation? What is that person? What is that object that's standing in the way for you having that finest hour? And what have you been trying to do on your own strength? Because I know you're tired. You're tired. It's time to wait on the Lord. It's time to wait on the Lord. While you wait, you're praying, you're fasting. Whatever that situation is, that person, that thing, I want you to give that over to the Lord right now. Say, Lord, I surrender it to you. 
I give it all to you. Say, Lord, give, give me calm. Give me control. And give me confidence. Help me with this. Heavenly Father, we come before you asking you, Lord, that you please give us your calmness and your control and your confidence. It can only come from you. Lord, because then, as we wait upon you, you will renew our strength. You will give us vision like eagles to be able to see the situation. And I pray, Father, that you help us, Lord, to face those just like Esther. Just like Esther. In Jesus' name.